Hey, this is Neil Mackay, your host of a Vietnam podcast. Now, before we get started on this episode, I wanted to share with you about one of my favorite affiliate partners, and that is Fiverr. I've been using Fiverr for years for everything from ordering YouTube thumbnails to keyword research, writing podcast articles, even to Canva designs and thumbnails and more. So whether you're a budding entrepreneur, a podcaster, or anyone in between, Fiverr has got you covered. It really is the go-to platform if you want to find freelancers offering a massive range of services to help you on any project. Maybe you need a stunning new logo or just a short animation, whatever you need, you can find it on Fiverr. What I love the most is how easy Fiverr makes it to connect with talented freelancers from around the world, all at prices that will fit whatever your budget is. Plus, with Fiverr's secure payment system, you can trust that your transactions are safe and secure. No dodgy people you meet on Facebook groups that disappear with your money and never give you what you want. What, that's only happened to me? As an affiliate partner, I will get a small commission if you use the link and at no extra cost to you. As an affiliate partner, I will get a small commission if you click my link and you buy something, all at no extra cost to you. And best of all, you will be directly supporting the making of this podcast that you're listening to for free, but it is not free to make. So why we head over to somewhere that you've probably never been before. It's called the show notes. So whatever app you're listening in, if it's Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anything at all, head to the show notes, click on my special link, and then you can browse thousands of gigs ready to help you with your next project. And now, let's dive into today's episode. Let's go. You've been here for nearly two years, year and a half, you said? Do you speak to me? Um, I can get around. You know, that, that means, I've taken that means no. <laughs> yeah. I've taken lessons, but I can't, yeah, I can, if you drop me off in the middle of a place, I can, I can figure That's it out. impressive, because I've been here four years and I can barely say anything. So my question is, what's your most useful Vietnamese phrase? Uh, Sin Lai. <laughs> right, Okay. Which, for anyone who doesn't know, means... Uh, sorry, and excuse me. Sort of like the same mm. thing. Um, yeah, the other day I had a... So anytime I have a really strong reaction to anything, uh, like fear, excitement, sadness, uh, my first thing to do is to gag. Like, it's really weird. Yeah, I don't know. So, like, anxiety, anything, I'm like... <gasps> So I had this, um, I called a grab driver to come get me. I was having uh, a little bit of anxiety attack. So he's waiting for me to get on. And I was like, <clears throat> and I was just like, <laughs> once I got, I gave him a finger. I said, sin loy. And then I just threw up. And then <laughs> he was like, okay. So I keep, I'm turning around like sin loy. And I'm just going, but he waited for me and he was super nice. Then we got on, and also Consal, which is like, no worries. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, so right before we took off, he's like double-checked. He was like, Consal? I was like, Consal. My most useful one is Comhiu. Ooh. 
which means I don't understand. Yeah. Which when I learned that, I was like life changing. Yeah. Like, I can just tell people I'm like I don't understand, which I feel bad about. Ben, you. <laughs> What's that mean? How much? <laughs> oh, I'm not very good with the accent. Say it again. Huh? Well, uh, Ben, Baunyu. 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 Yeah, yeah. That is probably that's a really useful one. And I, that's probably one of the first things I learned. And I learned, I learned the money pretty quickly, or like the numbers. Mm-hmm. And still to this day, I find it funny because I will ask Bao Nhu, which means I'm speaking in Vietnamese. And I think that means you could speak Vietnamese back and I will understand. But they will speak to me in English or they'll show me the number on a calculator. Yes. And I'm like, you could tell me the number. I still might not understand, but there's a chance that I might understand. Bao Nhu is very, very um, useful. Xin chào. <laughs> yeah, I say hello and thank you in MD Plum when I want to impress the women here, like, oh, you're very beautiful. And then I realize I'm not even supposed to say that to older women. It's only younger women. And I'm like, what the hell? So, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, it's so difficult. So, what is your most useful Vietnamese phrase then? Is that it? Yeah, MD Plum. Yeah. Nice. That's a good one. Yeah. Right now, um, I ask this of all of my um, foreigners that come on the show. Can you speak Vietnamese? I'll take that as a no. But the, the pause just totally said, oh, you'll say the same as everyone else. I tried. It's too difficult. I can speak a tiny bit. I am still learning. I am still learning. I'm, I'm now on my third teacher. It's going better than it's ever gone before. I can read. I have to sign a lot of documents. I've learned to read a decent amount of Vietnamese. I cannot pronounce the Vietnamese words well enough uh, to say stuff without my entire team falling about laughing and throwing things at me. So I am slightly discouraged, but yeah. Yeah, like you say, it's the old one. I'm still trying. Yeah. Um, so what's your most useful Vietnamese phrase? Um, not so much a phrase as much as a, a word. Sin uh, loi, which is uh, sorry. Uh, and that's Usually because I'm inept and I, I struggle to to get through life effectively and without causing a nuisance. Um, and I think also it's partly the English. Oh, well, I'm terribly sorry. You know, you, you sort of, like you said, you're going down a six lane highway and suddenly a truck does a U-turn. You kind of crash into the side of them. And I instantly think, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, similarly for me, I, I say that a lot. And I find with a smile, they kind of look at you like you poor foreign idiot. We will go out of our way to look after you and be kind to you because, you know, you obviously need our support. Well, this is only episode three and you're the second out of three episodes to give the answer sin law, so it's obviously a common one for uh, us foreigners. It's always got to be something with food. So my favorite phrase that I would implore everybody to learn is cho em thêm một phần nữa, which means please give me another portion. That's a good one. So say that one again slowly for the expats that are listening. Like expats, let's all try and learn a bit of Vietnamese today. <laughs> okay. Go on. Did you get that, Neil? <laughs> I got cho, I got cho em, which means you're asking of a female, right? Yeah. So I'm I'm saying it from from my perspective, right? So usually it's respectful to assume the other person is older than you. Yeah. So you'll use that pronoun for yourself. So give me cho em tem more, and then mot one fun is portion nua again. I'm not going to repeat it because I'll just embarrass myself. <laughs> so next question. Uh- <laughs> 
Oh man, this one was hard because I was like, how much Vietnamese do I know? And it turns out I don't know any. So um, yeah, so this answer is going to be terrible, but I'll explain why it's terrible and why I I, I, I use it. So uh, my, my most favorite, or not even most useful, but most favorite is Emoi. And I find myself doing this when I'm in other places, like in Bangkok, when you kind of want to get someone's attention. I'm like, oh God, okay, different language. Um, but it's just so useful, right? Like it's not considered rude to, you know, like get someone's attention at a restaurant, especially at a restaurant uh, where you need service and they're just like flat out ignoring you. They might have seen you, but they just kind of walk past. So it's a very... Like for me, it's quite useful. But the reason why uh, I mention this is because uh, a bunch of my friends had evolved this MOE term into like, uh, what are you doing with your MOE tonight? Or like, oh, did you see that MOE over there? <laughs> so like, that's how we use it. And it's kind of like permeated across, you know, uh, different places. Like, you know, like, because I, I worked in a Mexican company. And uh, now they all use it. And like, you know, like people from different places <laughs> use it. My, my friend in Taiwan is like, what's your, M- like, who's your MOE tonight? And I'm like, I don't know. So it's, it's amazing. Like we, we've used it and we've killed it. And that's why it's my favorite. <laughs> no, for, for anyone that's listening that hasn't been to Vietnam or maybe doesn't know what we're talking about, can you explain what is MOE? Sure. Um, so M is someone younger than you right uh whether it's a guy or um a girl it's just someone that younger than you not super young not like a child but just someone that you deemed maybe younger than you right and oi is uh i don't know i guess it's like adding uh, an emphasis uh onto a certain sentence like i'm very tired right and then you could add oi on the end of it so moi is like really to get someone's attention that's younger than you so typically you'll say it you know, at a restaurant or, or like trying to get someone's attention, like maybe your mate that's like looking at their laptop and you're like, Emily. And then they're like, Oh, well, what's up? So like, you know, that is uh, typically used in, in lots of different ways, but the most common is, you know, at a coffee shop, if you want to get service or at a hotel, or at a bar, etc. But the thing you haven't added is you don't say it, you shout it. <laughs> right and this is yes even after being here for five years and this happened last night i was out with friends and one of my friends and my wife and i say this all the time my wife is the funniest that this my wife listens to all the podcasts so she knows exactly what i'm going to say right now when she calls emma she's like am i am i I'm like Adrian, you need to yell like you she's so polite and this is what my friend said last night and i think a lot of expats even though we know it's not rude, we find it really difficult to just yell out, Emily! Like, it just feels rude, even though we know it's not. And we don't do it because it's like, oh, as uh, someone who's from Vietnam, do you have that shame or do you just you yell it out, no problem? I used to have that shame. I got past it and right. I was just like, I just want to be efficient and, and <laughs> it's, it's, it's fun. Like, it's actually <laughs> fun yelling it. Like, I don't mind it now. Do you understand what I'm talking about, though, right? Oh, completely. Yeah, like, like 
Because, you know, if, if you're in the UK and you don't even want to cut, like, you just hold your hand up and you don't even hold it that high. And, like, no. it's just this, like, weird dance, right, that you're trying to do in the restaurant, trying to be polite. But I just love the directness. Like, oh, I love that. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of, like, hit a peak and then come back down. So, yeah, I was in the beginning nervous, shy. Then I was kind of, like, as I've been here, and I'm like, yeah, I can see it. I'm, but now I've come back down the other side because I'm, I'm more embarrassed that I've never really, I've not learned any Vietnamese to back it up. So now I'm like, I'm, I don't want to like see it because I can't actually back it up with any Vietnamese. So yeah, <laughs> I'll wait for the next part. If you watch my channel, are you with this answer is straightforward. Everybody that watches my channel, you know I love Ozoyoyunt. <laughs> So I understood the zoi oi part of it, but that's the northern pronunciation. Yeah, right? that's the northern pronunciation of it. In Saigon, we say ochoi oi. Yeah, that- in Saigon, we say ochoi oi. So the thing was that I picked her up. I actually picked that up when I came. When I started learning Vietnamese, I didn't know anything else. But I was here, the woman, the ladies, especially the ladies, everything is just ochoi oi. Everything you just say, oh, choy. Then I went to the north. <laughs> then one time I went to eat bumcha. That was when I started making videos. I went to eat bumcha at the restaurant that um, Obama ate when he when he came to Vietnam. So I was like, I went in there. I was like telling them, this is this is um, I am Obama's younger brother. <laughs> And did they believe you? The guy, he was a big confession. The video is on my channel, you can watch it. So the, some of the workers were like, we were not here when Obama came here, but the pictures were all about the place. But the guy is whiter than you. How come? I was like, yeah, he he looks like our mom. I look like our dad. And they said, you speak Vietnamese. Obama don't speak Vietnamese. I said, oh, you guys don't know him. The guy pretends a lot. He pretends a lot. He's my brother. I know him. <laughs> he doesn't want to speak any Vietnamese, so you guys don't bother him a lot. Just don't worry. He speaks more Vietnamese than I do. <laughs> so I'll just tell people walking about right now thinking Obama speaks Vietnamese. Oh, it's I guess in do you guys say oi oi down here? No, no, choi oi. Oi choi oi, yes sir. This is two weeks in a row, this is the answer. Huh? That, that answer last week was the same one, oi yeah. oi oi. It's just such a good cop-out phrase, man. Like, your driver will do something or you'll do something. Oh, I sound like such an asshole. You'll drive <laughs> you'll driver, uh, like your taxi driver. Uh, you'll do something or like you'll make a fool out of yourself in class or, you know, a student will have trouble and just like oi 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 and just diffuses everything. Uh, and it's like, all right. I'm out. You guys, I'm going to leave this situation. So you've not changed to the Southern pronunciation then? Oh, no. God, no. you know how long it took me? <laughs> Five and a half years of bare minimum work. Yeah. Uh, just to get Ozo. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I think it has to be the one where, uh, you know, the one I told you about, uh, you know, uh, waking up early. The early beggars catches the money. Uh, I think that's always stick to me, you know, just in case. It's a good one. Can you give, can you give us it in Vietnamese? That's the extent of my Vietnamese there. <laughs> I think it's a very easy one, a very common one. But for me, it would be M-O-I, G-O-I, 
or an oi, like calling someone. I give an example why. Let's say you are in a restaurant and you want to order or you want to ask for the bill. In Switzerland, you would wait for the waiter to have eye contact with you or yeah, and, and give them a sign and they will come over. Whereas in Vietnam, I wouldn't say everywhere in Vietnam, but most of the case, you have to make yourself seen. So give me the, I want you to do it as you would do it in a restaurant. Go. Am I? <laughs> That's not bad. Because you know what happened? Uh, one time I wanted to pay for my food and I was sitting in this restaurant and this girl just kept ignoring me and I was waiting for her eye contact. I was looking for eye contact. Give me eye contact, but it was never, it never happened. So I was just like, am I? And then she looked and then I could finally pay. <laughs> Do you know what? I think you're the third person this season to choose that as your answer to that question. Really? Yeah. Chris said the same thing as well. And I can't remember right now if it's on my head. I think one more person as well. So it, very useful Vietnamese phrase, even for people who speak Vietnamese. Yes. Right? I say, uh, Di Choi Di. Di Choi is like, let's go play, you know? Di Choi. Di Choi. There's not a real, like, cool translation for that, Di Choi. No? No, I don't think so. Di Choi is like when you go out to... So when you were like a small kid, you the choice is like you go play with your your friends. When you get like when you get older, it's basically you go to the club or you go like you go have fun with mm. your friends. That's and cool. That's a cute one, yeah. I like that one, D Choi. D Choi. Right. I'm probably saying it wrong though, right? No, you said perfect. Did I say it all right? Are you sure about that? I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're like me, you may use your laptop at places where you have to use public Wi-Fi. This opens you up to digital snoopers. It's a massive problem. It can be your internet service provider, or you know who, looking at what you do online, or a cyber criminal trying to steal your bank passwords or credit card info, or even a hacker at the next table trying to steal your sensitive data. These days, it is vital that you keep your data safe. NordVPN keeps all of these snoopers away. It makes your internet activity private, protects you from accessing dangerous websites that are fishing for your data, and lets you enjoy your favorite content securely, even while away from home. And it's easy to use, even I could use it. I've actually been using NordVPN for years now here in Vietnam, and I'm excited to be an affiliate partner with them. I've used NordVPN to watch Netflix, BBC, Disney Plus with ease. And I also know that my information and data are safe from prying eyes, whoever they may be. Join now and you'll get 68% off and three months free when you go to my link, nordvpn.com forward slash SMB. 
Just again, for those hard of hearing, nordvpn.com forward slash SMB. The link is also in the show notes. I know nobody checks them out, but go check that out and you can get the link from wherever you are listening to this podcast. As an affiliate partner, it also means that I will get a small commission when you sign up, but at no extra cost to you. So not only will you be getting a great deal through 7 Million Bikes, you get a great VPN and you'll be supporting 7 Million Bikes podcast. Stay safe online and enjoy the shows you love. Any questions, just let me know. You know how to get in touch with me. And thanks for listening to this show. Cheers. Cheers.